0: This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click Donate. Or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. cha
1: Welcome to another exciting edition of THN Cover to Cover, where you nerds run the show Here's how it works we go live every saturday morning if it's going to be different i'll let you know but for now it's been saturdays at 11 a.m central standard ziggurat time from there we open the phone lines 402-819-4894 you can call us you can go to two-headed nerd at facebook or facebook.com backslash two-headed nerd and hit our call now button as well we've never tested it we don't know if it works i think it works fine i'm pretty sure i don't know i wouldn't <clears throat> you can talk about anything that happened nerd related on our show from last week in the news from this week whatever's on your friggin mind or you can answer the question of the week here's how that works joe patrick goes to the thn forums on sundays and every other sunday and posts a new question of the week joe patrick refresh us what were we asking the nerds this time? Well, this week's question
2: came from forum user Agzilla, a.k.a. Nate Aguilar. We believe. You You seemed pretty yeah. certain about it. I don't have, like,
1: 100% confirmation. Okay. It-
2: <laughs> so Nate wanted to talk about comic book weaknesses. Uh, your kryptonites, your sure. lit matches, <laughs> that yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> um it could be a physical weakness psychological or supernatural pick one tell us why you think it's cool or stupid or why it's so ridiculous but you love it anyway
1: sounds like fun yeah as always you can send us an mp3 with your answers. some folks did you can call us and leave us a message during the week if you don't have time to call in live and we don't love you any less than our live callers Mm. Maybe a little less, but the point is, it's your show. <laughs> and if you don't call or leave us messages or want to talk, we don't have a damn show. Yeah. So, let's open the phone lines. It's up to you, nerds. Take it away, <phone rings> caller. You are live on THN Cover to Cover. Who this? I got through on the first
3: one. It's Michael <laughs> Severe. I'm so <laughs> happy. <laughing>. Uh, <laughs> Mikey, how you doing? Oh, uh-
4: <laughs> I am awesome. This is amazing. I love the show. You're the very first caller. You're a the very world. first
1: caller of the day.
4: Yes, do I want to fly? Uh,
1: yes, we'll get that you right get to, over. To you, you get to be
2: on the show. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you know what? I don't believe you, Michael, for being the first caller of the day. I'm gonna bring you a two-headed nerd sticker. That we just got in the mail.
1: There we go. You can destroy the value of your car with a weatherproof two-headed nerd vinyl sticker. We just got them this You can
2: week. put it up on your studio window, whatever you want to do. Oh, that is! I'll put it in my car so the whole world can
3: see it. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to drive around the world in my car so everybody can see my sticker.
2: <laughs> Michael, what do you want to rap
3: about? Quit talking about Logan because I'm going to find both of you guys and beat the living
2: hell out of you. That's it. <laughs> It was amazing. I, we loved it. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to be it's okay to be yeah, we're critical still, of something and still love it. I loved it.
1: I just there were some things we needed to discuss. That's all. We're critics <laughs> here. Look, this isn't in the Michael Severe show where we just come on and go, this is awesome and this is awful. Okay, we dig into <laughs> it. it man. Awesome. <laughs> the thing. Only there only can be one Shawshank. Where has no questions at the end. Every
3: other movie they're going to be posted. <laughs> only one gen Shah- Shawshank ever, where everything is wrapped up. That is the fair. Thing.
1: They definitely put Shawshank in a bow and handed it to you. And they're like, there you go. No further then, questions, want- no more movies. <laughs> it's done.
3: <laughs> I want to answer the question of the week. By far, the greatest weakness for a hero ever is water for David Dunn. By far, it's not even close.
1: Water for who? David Dunn, the guardian. Oh. David Dunn. What are you doing? David Dunn. Unbreakable. <laughs> oh, Bruce gotcha, Willis. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Bruce Willis. No, okay. Yes. I yes. like water. Okay. I agree 100%. I like that as well because it was like so obvious. Like, yes, he's, yeah. he's super strong. He's basically Luke Cage. He's bulletproof. But dude's got to breathe, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. You well, know, it follow. wasn't even just that. It's like he got weaker in the water.
3: It yeah, was right. just that like couldn't get out, right? His well, mama knew though.
1: Yeah, he also couldn't swim. That was part of the deal. Like he just got terrified. Yeah, because yeah. water was his kryptonite. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Ooh, the answer of
3: the day. I win. I win the answer of the day already.
1: Yeah, you've done oh, it. Whoa, slow down. Congratulations. You are our, oh, f- oh, <laughs> our favorite caller so far today. <laughs> Put your guns away, Tex. Hold on now. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Love you you're too, my Mike. Ever. Thank you love for the you, call. Bud. We'll talk to you soon. Joe's gonna bring you a sticker thank you very much all right brother thanks later guys nobody knows the name of bruce
2: willis's character from unbreakable michael (laughs) come
1: on david dunn the guardian
2: i always just referred to
1: him as bruce willis yeah i didn't even (laughs) know they called him the guardian like i don't i didn't know either of those names yeah you know the characters from unbreakable bruce willis and mr glass (laughs) caller you are live on the air with thn cover to cover who this? It's Cat Ketnerd. Ketnerd, Cat what up, bro? Get in! It's Yay! about damn time! <laughs> Good lord! Dude, what's up guys we were starting to feel like an ugly girl that you were pushing off or something you know like (laughs) he's not gonna call (laughs) I'm busy he can hang
2: out with so many prettier podcasts oh oh, yeah I'm so cool in Portland Oregon (laughs) doing super
3: cool guy stuff
1: well Portland Oregon I mean that's basically the Williamsburg of the uh, west coast right I mean of the the Pacific Northwest yes
3: oh gosh (laughs) I don't know I don't know about
1: that I mean Silver Uh, Lake's pretty cool don't get me wrong but uh, all of
2: Portland is one cool
1: neighborhood you know (laughs)
2: is William cool. I don't know things. <laughs> don't worry, Joe. Okay, sorry. I'll
3: uh, tell you about it later. What
2: do you want to talk about, Ketner? You
3: know, like, oh man, geez, what, what what's getting You, um, uh, Iron Fist sucked.
1: Iron Fist sucked. Uh, we we agree.
3: It, Iron Fist. That was that was that was a rough that was a rough scene, guys. I still haven't even bothered um, to finish
1: it. Yeah, I haven't finished it. There's nothing making me want to finish it right now.
3: It it's not worth it. No. there was like one second. There was like a, a brief moment towards like, the middle end where I thought that Bullseye was going to show up because this character shows up and basically pulls ninja stars out of, like, tinfoil. And oh, I was yeah. like, oh, shit, is it, go- is it going there? Oh, no, it's not.
1: Right. <laughs> like, cool. I, for, what a cool tease. Second, was,
3: God. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah was, that was so weak. Um, but, oh, you guys brought up in the last episode, you guys chatted a little bit about American Gods. Yes. Um, I, I didn't read the comic, but I am a big, big fan of that novel. Um, so I'm super, duper stoked about the, the TV series, so I apologize for the structure going by. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that book, like, rules
1: the school. I think the TV so, series uh, could be a lot of fun because they could flesh it out. I, but, and I love the book, too, but like we said when I reviewed it, it just, I don't know if you need to put this in comic form. I don't know if it works at all. Yeah,
3: know. I agree. Like, what you said about, like, Neil, Neil Gaiman being, you know, a pretty good arbiter of what works in prose and what works in comics, yeah, like, I, I, sort of buy, I sort of buy that, you know, and unless the, unless the comic was going to make bigger departures or go off and do its own thing, like, I could imagine, here's what I could imagine, I could imagine American God series that was, like, a sequel that was just about the adventures of Shadow, because the game has even written other short stories with Shadow sure. that take place after American God, sure. that I could buy, but, like, trying to condense the material of the novel into a comic, eh, I'm not, I'm not really into it when my comics go that route. Yeah. The, but it, it, is, it is really good. It is good material, so oh, I definitely. why people are doing something with it.
1: No, I'm glad um, the show is coming. I think it'll be fun. And, but, yeah, it, there's just certain things that he did in novel format for a reason. He could have done that as a comic book if he wanted to. He chose to write a novel. Let's, let's let it do its thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
3: like a like, uh, like, uh, Hollywood like player guy getting eaten by a giant vagina. Yeah. That is going to be really odd in the comic. In the book, it's like legit terrifying. Right, Joe Patrick, check check that book out. I guarantee that that scene of- looks <laughs> <laughs> equally weird. Will play so much better in prose. It's like oh, it's
1: really. Really, Joe you know Patrick has a lot of trouble with books that don't have no pictures. No, right
2: now, no, it's so. on my list. I, <laughs> I got an, I got an Audible account. I've been burning through books. I got, I got forty Discworld books to get through before I get to American Gods.
1: Jimmy Kinnear, it's me. always good to talk to you. Plug something before you go. Oh
3: shit! Uh, well, I got gift It's back. It's back uh, on the airwaves. The Guys, it's podcast. Galactus podcast. in. podcast, and me and my wife are still gonna. Yeah, we we, we crank out an adult Crash uh, punk rock podcast. Every once in a while. So I got both of those coming out. And hey, I got a graphic novel coming out in the fall, but I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll be plugging that. Hot damn. Closer, closer to being real. Yeah, we'll get uh, you on the show got, for a real got, interview. Oh, that would be awesome. I would love to do that. Totally. Uh, but I got, 20,
1: I got 21 pages left to draw. So. Oh, 21. Ooh, nice stretch. Home stretch, brother. That's yeah. great. Jimmy, awesome. Yeah, good so to so good. hear from you. We love you, buddy. Yeah. I'm, we missed you. I'm
3: so. Good. I miss you guys too. I will call, I'll try in more regularly and get back on the
1: question of the week train as well let's make a habit of it i would appreciate it let's go to our first google voicemail uh but i sent us an mp3 but it's actually like an aiff
2: yeah i mean it's, it's weird in europe uh before we do that let's read this message uh hi guys attached is my answer of the week about comic book weaknesses do you see how i wrote the date in the european format day month year did that throw you off for a minute for a second did you think are there 25 months?
1: I'll be honest. I don't even see where he wrote the date <laughs> in
2: in the file name of the MP3. Oh, oh okay. no! In the subject line and in the subject line oh, of the email. Okay,
1: 25032. Ooh.
2: Am I? Are there 25 months? Am I in it now? Dear God! What alternate reality is this? <laughs> Maybe using a crazy date format is your weakness. Maybe one day you'll have Doctor Doom on the ropes and he shouts out, "You have bested me, two-headed nerd. Grant me one last wish." Tell me what date this is so that I may picture my tombstone with my dying breath. And you're all like, that was the worst doom ever. It's March 25th. Doom prepare to meet thy maker, but he holds up his palm, his palm and asks, is it not 2503? And you pause to think about it and boom, doom shanks you with a stiletto hidden in his
1: boot. Just, he's always stabbing people with <laughs>
2: is in Europe.
1: think about that freaking doom man always stabbing folks
5: (laughs) hello joe head and hello matt head this is shane from ireland yo so comic book weaknesses the first thing that actually comes to mind is my weakness of needing to have all the comic books seriously there isn't enough time in my life must Cut down. But in fictional terms, I think I have to give worst and best weaknesses to Green Lantern. Green Lantern being vulnerable to the colour yellow uh, is so dumb. I guess the writers wanted to have something to hand that could defeat someone as powerful as a lantern, but me putting on a pair of yellow marigolds should not be able to defeat a protector of the galaxy. But... Equally, the best is how Jeff Johns turned that stupidity into something kind of brilliant. Uh, green rings turn out to be just one part of the power spectrum, and yellow is the color of fear, and that is the enemy of the of a lantern. Simple, seems so obvious in retrospect. Great work, love it. But speaking of great work, Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> In truth, I haven't even watched a second of it yet, but everything I've heard is so bad. Um, a reviewer I like, Alan Wall over at Uproxx, wrote, Why would anyone but the most devout, masochistic Marvel completist want to watch? And I thought, oh, God, yeah, that's me. A devout, masochistic Marvel completist. Well, next weekend is actually my stag weekend. Whoop. So I don't hey. have to watch for another two weeks, so I'm putting that off. And who knows? Maybe I'll never even make it back. All right, thank you, Shane. Out.
1: Shane from Ireland. Always good to hear from you. I picture stag weekend being like a bunch of old guys with poker visors on, like smoking cigars, watching like film strip black and white <laughs> movies of like girls dancing. Oh, it, you know, like uh,
2: what's a stag weekend? Do you that, think is it like a bachelor married. party? Yeah, bachelor party, dude. Right, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I assume so. Unless it's some weird druid thing where they like put on horns and sacrifice stags. Yeah, hug trees and sacrifice a drink the blood of a deer or something. I don't know. It's Ireland, man. That place is crazy on the subject of Green Lantern and the color yellow. Yeah, this was a golden age thing. No, it's a no, silver, silver age, because Golden Age, we had a different Green Lantern who had a problem with wood. Yes, his weakness was wood. The original Green Lantern, you could beat down with a baseball bat. But,
2: I mean, <laughs> that one, though, like, his ring was magic, so it kind of made sense that magic would have, like, a weird...
1: But wood? Wood. Like, it's one thing, if it's like, oh, he has a weakness to... Iron. Onyx. You know, yeah, like... I mean, yeah, but... Yeah, totally. yeah, wood, Wood. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you could slam a door in his face <laughs> and game over.
2: All right. So... Yes, and it's all very goofy, um, but I actually like the yellow weakness. I like it because of the uh, retconned explanation for why it exists. Yes, in uh, not in not in Green Lantern Rebirth with Parallax, but with um, the post-crisis.
1: Okay, I was going Green Parallax, Lantern, Sorry,
2: <clears throat> where they essentially stated that the Guardians built the yellow weakness into the lantern rings on purpose right to keep them from being all powerful sure
1: and, and just like the, the trench and the amazing. death star you know i mean mads mickelson put that little yeah, butthole in yep, there yep exactly like worst comes to worst shoot the butthole you know or whatever
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i like i actually think yellow weakness
1: is one of my favorite comic book weaknesses because of the idea that the Guardians knew. But we both agree that once they dialed down that weakness. Otherwise, I show up with the yellow wiffle ball bat and I'm kicking the shit out of Hal Jordan. <laughs> you
2: know? You're not kicking the shit out of Hal Jordan. He still has a ring that lets
1: him fly and lift rocks. Okay, if I can reach him, cars. I'm messing that dude up with my wiffle ball. He's also
2: a trained Air Force pilot.
1: All right, anyway. I, I beat up plenty of trained Air Force pilots <laughs> without a wiffle ball bat. Thank you for your call, Shane. It was a fun little uh, delve into Death Star buttholes and the color yellow and how it Fs up Green Lanterns. Good times. Caller, you are on live with THN. Who dis? This is D. What up, D? How you doing, brother? How's it going, guys? Hello, i I'm D. not too
4: bad. What do you want hey, to wrap up today? Uh, Elseworlds.
6: I love uh, it. Okay, okay, yeah.
4: Um, I just posted something on like my Twitter and Facebook about... Uh, I was talking about the Justice League movie, like we all are, sadly enough, and a lot of people said that Bruce Wayne is more like Thomas Wayne. And I'm thinking to myself, would Bruce Wayne be disappointed in the Waynes if he met them in the Flashpoint universe? Like, how would that work out, and would that be a cool story that you guys want to read? Bruce Wayne going up against Thomas Wayne in the Flashpoint universe.
1: Oh, when where we found out that Thomas Wayne was Batman and Mom was the Joker.
4: There
1: you go. Yeah. I mean, we—he got that letter from his dad.
6: That's yeah, and he cried like a
1: baby. it was, yeah, a, it was great. Balled, balled that the was a great it was awesome. issue, actually. That little mini was probably my favorite Flashpoint mini. That's the best part about Flashpoint. Yeah, everything else—it uh, really is. Kind of whatever. Thanks, Flashpoint. <laughs> On the way <wave> <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> No, I would love to see that. Like, <laughs> Bruce and Dad team up, take down Mom and Joker.
4: Oh. Um, what, what else? Go on. Oh Joe, please. Put the two Well, I
2: mean, you asked, you know, would he be disappointed in them? I I mean I I feel like Bruce is kind of a broken guy, right? And yeah. the Flashpoint universe was even more broken in its own way than the regular DC universe.
7: Than Earth one, yeah.
2: And I, I feel like he'd be disappointed in the sense that like he wouldn't want his parents to suffer in that way not like disappointed
1: in them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's like, he's so messed up, I think it would probably smash his head open to find out that they were alive, and mom was eating. But he still loves his And dad was doing what he does, you know?
2: Yeah, you know, I think that if that dude can find his way to incarcerating the Joker in an easily escapable mental asylum, (laughs) no matter how many lives he takes, then he'll probably be able to do the same for his mom. Like, he'd probably have that same level of mercy
1: it'd be even worse for mom
2: it would be even worse
1: i think he i think he'd probably visit her often
2: i think he would have he would have the added layer of you know compassion and 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 you know conflicted conflicted like my my mom my dead mom is this terrible
1: murderer or it would mess him up so bad it would mess him up (laughs) so bad he kills mom in front of Dad. Well, listen, have and you ever read a like, Batman comic? What comics? have you done? What are you, you know? even talking about? Oh my Matt, God! Matt, why would you take it there? That would be so that's interesting. Hard. And then it's and then it's Thomas versus Bruce. Like, how could you? Anyway, Matt like, Bomb doesn't read, read Batman, Batman comics. How could mom? You know, like oh. And then he gets in his car with the fifty-gallon machine guns and he shoots Dad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh, this is this is movie Batman. Yeah, sorry, I was doing movie Batman. My bad. Sorry about that.
2: I thought you were flashing back to your Elseworlds where Lion-O, or uh, Superman begged Lino to cut his head off.
1: No, 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 no. no. That's a different story. <laughs> With his enchanted sword. <laughs> I'll get into that one later. Because his butt hurts so bad. D, thank you for your call. It's always good to hear from you, man. <laughs> thank you guys this time. I appreciate it. <laughs> See you, buddy. <laughs> Talk to you later. Take it easy. <laughs> Got an MP3 here from our very own Jimmy Randall. Down under, he taught himself how to add sound effects. He warns he may have gotten a little carried away. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> uh-huh.
8: <laughs> G'day nerds. It's uh, Jimmy Randall here, sending in another MP3 for Cover to Cover. I'm going to have to send in the MP3s. I don't think I'll ever really be able to make the phone call to you guys. Just um, I mean, if I'm awake at that time, the best answer you're going to get out of me for anything is something along the lines of uh, "Dave's not here, man." <laughs> so um, yeah. Um, anyway, my answer to you know character comic book hero weaknesses. It's one that's pretty much shared by a lot of the a lot of the leading men within this—all sorts of series—you know, Logan, Tommy Monahan, the Hitman, John Constantine, Cyclops, Swamp Thing. Uh, it's ladies—the the women, the <laughs> fairer sex. Um, it's just as much of a you know a plot wait, device wait, where's as the- oh, oh. <laughs> or something like you know yellow colours or anything like that. So, um. Yeah, my the one that really springs to mind, and it's kind of hard to talk about because I can't spoil it for anyone, but it's Butcher, Butcher Billy from the boys. Um, the last few issues of that book, uh, the heinous shit that he does is purely out of love for his wife, which I don't, I didn't agree with what he did, but I respected the reasons behind what he did. So that's my answer. Um, I hope you like it. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, and on a side note, Joe, Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, I'm like 10 hours in and uh, six and a half out of 10. So I just thought I'd tack that on at the end. All right, nerds. Jimmy out. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It
1: sounds like a morning zoo DJ got a hold of Uh, Jimmy's call. He's like, I'm going to spruce this up for you a little bit, man. All right? Just stay with me. (laughs) So anyway, Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs>
9: the ladies.
1: The uh, ladies yeah, of yeah. Weakness.
2: Kind of a kind of a uh, a meta, yeah. meta
1: metaphorical. I weakness. would argue Daredevil's biggest weakness every time a woman's in his life fucks everything up. She goes crazy becomes yeah. a supervillain. And I'm not saying it's their fault. I'm saying Daredevil's just as guilty.
2: Oh, maybe. no. Like, you have to be an idiot to want to date Matt Murdock. Oh,
1: yeah. The Mila girl, the blind one, he ruined her for life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And all she did was want to, like, marry him, right. basically. Yeah. <laughs> Driven insane by
2: Mr. Fear and committed to an insane asylum never to be heard from again. Yeah.
1: Question mark? Mm. No. Never to Somebody be heard will dig from that up. Again. Somebody will dig it up. You watch. A uh, Submariner, huge weakness for the ladies. Yeah, loves the blondes, man. Yeah. Ooh, even even Doom. He always kind of had a thing for uh, Sue.
2: Yeah, he had a weird relationship
1: with yeah. Sue. Yeah, I don't Soft know if he was spot. ever like
2: in love with her or anything, but yeah, it was definitely a weird kind
1: of dynamic. Jay, sexier. What are you doing up this early, huh? <laughs> so early. Why do you do it so early? Oh wow, Yeah, the West Coast. You're like, what, six hours behind us, as, as I understand it, right?
10: <laughs> yeah. It feels like that. How are you doing, buddy? What do you want to rap about? I'm doing great. So, uh, as you know, last night I was out at the bar, and I was thinking about superhero weaknesses.
1: All right. Yeah. I thought...
10: What's the most perfect superhero weakness around Tony Stark and his love of alcohol,
6: right? A demon in a bottle. Huh? Yeah, exactly. The
10: rich man's disease, you know? The man, it, it just makes sense. It just fits. And like, think of how iconic it is in the movies when he's just got the glass of booze in front of him. It yeah. just feels right for that character.
1: Let me ask, and I am asking this from an honest place. You're a smarter comic historian than both Joe and I put together. Are there any other comic book alcoholics? Well, yeah, Carol Danvers. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Carol Danvers had a problem with it, right? Carol
10: Danvers. Um, I want to say someone in... Uh, Some more in
1: Alice comics are, but I can't think off the top of my head. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jenny Sparks. I remember there was like a quote where somebody says, who shows up to a superhero fight smelling like whiskey? And she's like, a dangerous superhero. (laughs) 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 Like Thor and Hercules, you could argue, they're alcoholics, but I would say very high-functioning.
10: I mean, they only I mean, love their mead, don't they? They
1: don't need
10: mead. Yeah. You know what it's I'm just saying? It's part of their job. Yeah. They just
1: like mead. They're hard different. drinking gods, you know? <laughs>
10: that's a manly drink. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, there's The Bounce from um, Image Comics. Remember who uh, gets his powers when he gets stoned?
1: Who's The Bounce? Who wrote
2: that? Oh, yes, I do remember oh. that. It was a. But
10: it I, was. I can't remember who it was. it was. It was from about five years ago, I think. Yeah. But the other one who I think of when you oh, talk God. about that, and this is going to sound like a stretch, but oh, the it's, Doctor was Strange, it's the bounce with Joe
1: Casey bounce with Joe Casey. Joe Casey. Yeah. There you go. Makes sense. There you go. Right. Sorry. You were saying, but think about Dr. Strange and his
10: psychedelic adventures. Now I know, you know, Steve Ditko didn't take any, any, uh, LSD or anything, but you know, Steve Englehart did, you know, a lot of people oh, yeah, over the yeah. years did. Oh, yes. And, and you know, Doc, Doc did travel in alternate realities. So, uh,
1: I'm not sure that's, that's a uh, weakness.
10: No. Not making, it made him stronger in his little world. Hey, we wouldn't have
1: gotten those black light posters without that shit, right? I mean, come on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look, you try traveling the dark dimension without smoking a yeah, joint man. before you, you go. You don't want
1: to be sober when you go there. Trust me. It sucks. <laughs> uh, Jason, always good to talk to you, brother. Hey. You too. See you soon. See you next month. See you next month. <laughs> that's right. Can't wait. Chase's wedding. Oh, that's right. That's right. We're all going to crash Chase's wedding. The social event of the season. That's right. We'll see you then, Jay. Oh, yeah. All right. Talk to you soon. All right, brother. Booze. I forgot about booze. These guys got really deep with their weaknesses. I didn't even think about that. I was like, kryptonite? I like, yeah, kryptonite looks like it sucks. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, really. Caller, you are on the air with THN Cover to Cover. Who this?
9: uh this is hallucinathan nathan from indiana
1: right! hey! how's indiana today is it gorgeous
9: uh overcast as usual
1: yeah i think we've got the same yeah. thing here we've got a case of it what's going on what you want to talk about Nathan?
9: oh awesome okay uh i was gonna let you know i managed to power through the entire first season of iron Fist. you did it
1: well you know what you're brave yeah <laughs> but we appreciate <yes>. your bravery <laughs> braver than we are <laughs>
9: uh, yeah. Final thoughts. Um, where are you basically, at? Where do you stand? Uh, it's definitely the least of the Netflix shows. I think where the fault really lies is the producers and showrunners didn't really quite know what to do with the character.
1: I totally agree. Um,
9: uh, Yeah, because basically, I don't really blame many of the actors, because you're only as good as your material, really. Yeah. But the issue that I found is that the whole core is that Danny Rand is basically a stranger in a strange land. Basically, he was taken in. He was kind of the outsider when he was taken to Kun And then when he returned to New York, he was definitely the outsider. If the producers were smart, they would have basically treated this almost like a situation like he was Tom Hanks in Big.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't disagree that with would that. Have been great. Like, he's a badass martial artist, but he was taken out of Western society and when he was 10. And he goes to FAO Schwartz yeah. and he does bat flips <laughs> on that giant keyboard yeah. with Robert yeah. Loggia. <laughs>
9: He, he, he would be kind of uh, emotionally and uh, emotionally stunted from him being taken out of society at such a young age. And now having returned, he should have had a sense of whimsy about him yeah. and be almost like a Zen master. But instead they tried to shoehorn, you know, the hand and try to hit all the, you know, the old favorites from all the prior series, which didn't quite fit. It's trying to kind of force a, a square peg into a round hole.
1: Let me ask you a question. Did you read yeah. this week's Iron Fist number 1 from Marvel that Ed Brisson is writing?
9: Uh, I have not read that yet. Uh, for the most part, I've kind of abandoned Marvel at this point.
1: Okay, that happens. I get it. <laughs> I, I read it because I'm forced to for this damn show that I host, but I'm not going to go into my review. I will say... Don't blame I think the show for your would, choices. <laughs> I will say I think it would have been a much more interesting Iron Fist story to tell than what we got. <laughs> As opposed to everybody, like every time we get a Netflix show, it seems like they're starting to develop a formula. We're like, all right, we meet this guy. He doesn't really know what's going on. He's in a strange place and, and he acquires these powers and now he has new responsibilities and bigger enemies. What will he do? This would like, let's just hit the ground running with one of them and see what happens. mm -hmm. And then maybe second, Second season, give us a flash, Well, I mean, Luke Cage hit the
2: ground running. They
1: introduced him and in Jessica Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, you're right. You're right. Yeah. To an extent, they did. I think they could have done that with Iron Fist, and they would have succeeded a lot better.
9: Yeah, and I did leave a voicemail, because I wasn't sure if I would get in, but in my voicemail, I did say that if they are going to give him a second season, either team him up with Luke Cage and actually make it a Power Man and Iron Fist show, yes. or get... Penny Marshall to be the showrunner.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. We will pass that right along to the production crew at Marvel Netflix. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely uh, have us on speed dial. Yeah. So. Oh, and they've been, yeah, we've been giving them a ton of shit for the past couple of weeks. Already, so. <laughs> yeah. But listen, Nathan, good to talk to you, brother. Thank you for your call. Yep. You guys have a good one. You, you too, too. Bud. Bye. Caller, you're on live with THN. Cover to cover. Who this? JD, got to catch them all. What up, catch them all? Hey, this hey, is hey. like three weeks, three times in a row, you've called us, right? Yeah. You're our first goocher. Sweet. Well, D has called every week as well. Oh, no, D has too. You've yeah. got two goochers. Yes. You're our second goocher. Right. <laughs> I think Shane has also called every week. <laughs> You're number two. You're number I'll enjoy two. My, <laughs> I'll enjoy my co goocher status. Here we go. Co goocher. There's Jeffrey's enough, there's enough gooching to go around. <laughs> what do you want to rap about, buddy? <laughs> I want to talk about Warren Ellis. Let's talk about Warren Ellis. Yeah, are you uh, reading Wildstorm? Yes, oh, yes. Man, two issues, two issues, in, and I am hopelessly back in love with the Wildstorm universe. It's like oh yeah, yeah, it, like an ex girlfriend from high oh. school that came back, and she looks great. And it's like <laughs> oh man, she's still as spooky and weird as she ever was. You know. <laughs> what I like about it is okay. If you, I, I think of like.
11: The beginning of the Wildstorm universe, the early Wildcats stuff and all that, that's like your Sean Connery, Roger Moore, yeah. Thunderball-type James Bond, and what Warren Else is doing with it is Jason Bourne.
1: Totally. Totally. Obviously, Wildstorm, when it first came around, we've discussed this. It was a bunch of artists trying to tell stories. Turns out, yeah, having a writer is not bad, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 As a writer, I'll agree with that. You can flesh things out a little <laughs> I bit. I mean, you know? if you got to. I like that, though, going from Sean Connery to Jason Bourne, definitely. Because I feel like this Wildstorm universe is a very believable place, but it is also (laughs) not the DCU, distinctly not the DCU. Yes. This feels like it's happening in the world right now. So let me ask you, are you reading Injection? I am so far behind on Injection.
2: I am (laughs) reading Injection, but I am also behind. So far far behind. I love it, though.
11: Oh, yeah, and what I, th- what I love about Injection is I feel like with Injection, he's setting up this sandbox that he can just tell all the stories that he likes and all of the crazy ideas that he has. Oh, yeah. You know, I, it's limitless what he can do with, the, with that world, and the, it, I was thinking about the mix of characters uh, in the cross-cultural contamination unit, um, and they're all very similar to characters he's already done. How so? Uh, sure. in a lot of in a lot of ways, like, yeah, you know, Maria Kilbride is very much Jenny Sparks. Okay. And, um, you know, Robin Morrell is a little bit Elijah Snow, Of uh, but, you know, the whole thing reads to me like a cross between planetary and global frequency. Okay.
2: It reads to me like global frequency uh, just mm-hmm. with multi-issue arcs. Instead of yeah. same arcs, because every character's got their own specialty. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's a very similar setup in that regard. Yeah,
11: it is, but I think it's a little bit more mature for for Warren Ellis. I think yeah. he's had some more time to let these ideas ferment because there are a lot of reoccurring ideas in in um, injection in his, in a lot of his previous work. Oh, I'm you know so, the ideas. Absolutely. Yeah, the whole idea of artificial intelligence taking over, the mixture of magic and technology, you know, those things. Uh,
1: but, yeah, I absolutely love it. The guy loves creepy sci-fi. That's what he does best, creepy sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. Ugh.
11: Have you read any of his novels? No, you know what? I haven't. Uh, Crooked Little Vein and uh, The Gun Machine.
1: You know what? Yeah. I uh, own Crooked Little Vein. I ordered it years ago when it came out, and I have never mm-hmm. read it. It is on my shelf somewhere. I don't even know where. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. (laughs) I've got to (laughs) dig that one out and read it. Thank you for reminding me about that. Hey, no problem. Jeffrey, always good to talk to you, brother. Yep. Enjoy Uh, your co-culture status. You can march around. Love your your American
11: Gods talk. Did you agree or disagree? I agree with you. Uh, American Gods is my favorite book of all time. I mean, that book changed my life. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, people's favorite. The comic, though, you know, I'm super stoked for the TV show, and I'm optimistic for it, but... You know what, I didn't dig the comic, but I'm kinda realizing I don't
2: think I'm the audience for the comic, and I don't think you are either.
1: Yeah.
11: I think I think the comic is better for people who haven't read the book before. Yes. And
2: see, I thought my I have never read the book and I thought Matt was a little hard on the comic. So I totally I totally can see that.
1: I don't disagree with that statement at all. I think it's for people that want to dip their toes in American gods, but not necessarily dive in. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Jeff, good to talk to you, brother. We'll talk to you soon.
4: See you, Jeff. Thanks. Later. Hey, it's Tim.
1: <laughs> hey, Tim. Tim, you're on live with THM Cover to Cover. We what, don't expect people what? to answer their phone like that. Sorry. <laughs> well, you know, I, I figured I'd have to introduce myself. That you was know, i get it out of the way. That was good. We got two minutes, you right. know. Our buddy Tim Benson, he supplied <laughs> right. us with the uh, Wretch book that we're going to be reviewing on the next show. It's yeah. awesome.
7: No, it's awesome. Very exciting. Yeah, do you like it?
1: Yeah. yeah. It looks great.
7: All right. Yeah, I spent uh, most of yesterday working on the hardcover um, like artist edition style we're oh. putting together. So it's
1: been a lot of retch lately. Well, it's good that you didn't give us one of those because Joe likes to destroy nice things. So. Look, I, I spilled yeah, coffee I, I on one book. <laughs> I will never forgive him.
2: <laughs> one book. <laughs> you know,
7: it only takes one ruined book. Yeah. And uh, you can't trust people. Yeah. I you, mean.
1: Boom. Reputation. Sealed. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Actually, I'm not the first to say that Joe had a rough touch, so <laughs> he has a rough touch. Look, that is a totally undeserved reputation. <laughs> what do you want to rap about, Tim?
7: Um, I, you know, I got a couple things until somebody else called. Um, One, I, I really like Orca's new uh, letters.
1: Oh, the postcards you know from the thing? Orca. Yeah.
7: Um, you know, it's, it's cleaner, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, he's a great writer. He is you know, really good, the Orca, yeah. um, and so it's it's really cool to see him really put some work into those letters, and yeah. And I just wanted to call that out. I really like them. It's so. like having
2: our 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 very own filthy Garrison Keillor. Yeah,
7: he's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no, and then uh, thank you guys for for doing the ret in the upcoming episode. Uh, I've been a, a big supporter of Phil's for a long time, and he's been working with us on on you know all kinds of stuff. So. Um happy to, to put that in your hands to get an early look at an omnibus. Um,
1: yeah, we're going to interview working on him too. too. It's going to be great. Yeah, yep, I'm It's going to be all excited. Phil Hester all the time next he, week. He uh, is sweet enough all to all pretend stuff. to like us when we uh, contact him and say, hey, we need a famous person. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, just, look, last time when he pretend, re- pretended to remember me, I actually believed it.
1: Yeah. And I did. I did not remember him. Legitimately, I looked at him because dude lost a bunch of weight. Looks great. And I looked right at him. and was like, "Hi," and oh, just yeah. walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? You know?
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. I made him send me a new profile or a bio pic for mm-hmm. the event we did last year because I mean, he hadn't updated his his profile or anything since he lost all that weight. Um, I was like. No, dude, you look really different. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you send me a new picture? Yeah.
1: So, but you know, yeah. there so you go. DDP yeah. yoga saved his life, just like uh, Jason right. Roberts. <laughs> you know, Phil Hester was walking around <laughs> drunk with one shoe on. You know, like Diamond Dallas Page picked him up from the airport and uh, saved his life. I think uh, it's great. It Save him. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Tim, thanks for your call. Again, thanks for the book. Anytime. We're going to yeah. pour over this and next next week's episode. Can't wait. Sounds great. All right, thanks guys. All right, See buddy. talk
7: to you soon. All right. <laughs> Bye. So, yeah,
2: Tim didn't really go into details in the call, uh but next week we are reviewing the Wretch Omnibus, which is a special publication uh made in conjunction between Phil Hester and Omaha Bound, which is Tim Benson's company. Yeah. And um so yeah, Tim has basically taken every Wretch story that he could find and that Phil could provide uh and compiled it into an omnibus, a very nice, thick omnibus book. Uh, And for the final version, this version we have as a proof, the final version is going to have an all-new original Wretch story in it. Neato. And, uh, yeah, it sounds like there's going to be a fancy artist edition hardcover. Hmm. It's really slick in The Wretch, if you've never heard of it. It's Phil Hester's old, uh, creator-owned, supernatural uh, concept where this, he's not a superhero. He's not a doctor strange type. He's just like a, he's a silent. I I don't even know what to call him. He's not an investigator. He like, he shows up when supernatural stuff's going wrong and he fixes
1: it. But he also sort of like comes out of, what seems to be like a different world like he appears
2: he's got some kind of yeah. crazy mystical magical supernatural element yeah there's to a hellboy
1: aspect to him where he's obviously yeah. not uh, the best guy but he is the guy for the job
2: yeah and it's great like look, it the fun. wretch is legitimately amazing yeah very, like very fun. twilight
1: to zone vignettes every time there's yeah, like a exactly. weird x-files type problem going on oh enough of
4: this screw you phil hester we got a call coming in <laughs>
1: Caller, you're on live with THN, cover to cover. Who this?
4: Hey guys, it's Brian Domingos.
3: Brian Domingos. Hey, all they right. They told us
4: you were dead. <laughs> I've been trying, to, only trying to call in for like I don't know, seven weeks now. So you know, I'm, I'm glad I got through. They said it
2: couldn't be done. There you go. And here buddy. you are. What do you want to rap about?
4: Well, well, you know, the I like the, the question um, of the week about the weaknesses, um, and I'm sure you guys have already talked a little bit about it. Um, I think my favorite bad. Um, use of a weakness is the, um, the all-star, uh, Batman with, uh, the, the yellow paint yeah. and the lemon and the lemonade and all that, yes. um, where they, they basically make fun of, um, Hal Jordan for, I don't know, like 10 pages or something. And then, <laughs> um, and then young Dick Grayson, like accidentally like breaks his neck and you know, they have to use a straw and like from the lemonade to give you know, oh, yeah,
2: do an emergency tricky out me. Yeah, so they yeah, lure it, they it, lure Batman into this building that is essentially floor to ceiling painted yellow, and Batman and Robin are like head to toe dipped in the stuff, and they just just give him no. They lure Hal Jordan, endless and shit. Mean. Endless shit. What did I? Yeah, what did Batman. I say? Yes, yes. Hal Jordan
1: and Robin lure Hal Jordan. Right? Santa. Yeah,
4: and it ends very badly. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it because I I think it's my Hal Jordan bias that if it was if it was Kyle, I would feel like, yeah, hey, that's not fair. But for Hal, it's like, yeah, he deserves it because it's stupid. And <laughs> and it's all yellowish. Um, but uh, and then the uh, I know I'm probably running out of time. The uh, the best one is the fire use for with uh, John Jones and the trial by fire. Totally or, agree. With Joe Kelly. Totally and Doug agree. Doug Mankey did. Because it's like it's kind of a weird like weak power until you know weakness until you see it done so cool and like the burning and, and the, you know the whole story arc is. Like so cool and totally overlooked because you know, Morrison was there earlier. Right. And no one ever talks about it. But well, I think that's pretty awesome.
1: John Jones was dating who was it? The villain the villain. Uh, Scorch. Stuff. Scorch.
4: Yeah. And like yeah. she there was, was helping so him, relationship
1: there, yeah. She was helping him work through his weakness. Oh. That story the Joe was so Kelly, good. Yeah. The Joe
2: Kelly JLA run is very underrated. Man. yeah and then you're exactly right it's because he followed not only Grant Morrison yeah. but Mark Wade yeah yeah and right. yeah, by the time Joe Kelly showed up, everyone was like, well, whatever we've seen the, the superstars,
1: man. That's was great. Joe Kelly and Doug Mankey. They
4: killed yep. that run.
1: It's a really good run. Woo. Brian Domingos. Always good to talk to you, brother.
4: You guys too. We'll have talk a great to you soon. One. I hope. Right, have a, okay. Yeah. Have
3: a
2: good day. All right, buddy. Two. Yeah, man. I love that run. It was so good. And I love like all these origins that were built into these silver age characters to mm-hmm. make them less powerful or not all powerful. Rather. They were super silly throwaway at the time. Yeah. And every time somebody comes in and, and kind of justifies it, uh, it adds a really nice element. Like, uh, the idea of Martians being vulnerable to fire is not that they're afraid of fire. No. It's that, like, it's tied into this debilitating, deadly disease that plagued right. the Martian community on Mars. Uh, and they get into that in the Joe Kelly run. There's more on that a lot in the Martian Manhunter series by John Ostrander.
1: That was good, too. Uh, yeah. I'm a, hot I, just, take. I love that stuff. Hot take. Joe Kelly wrote the best Martian Manhunter ever. Hot take. It's
2: hot. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty hot. That is a hot
1: take indeed. <laughs> so hot. In fact, I don't think you thought about it completely before you said it. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Tell me somebody who did a better job than Martian Manhunter. I think Joe Kelly is one that. There have been many excellent writers that have done wonderful Martian Manhunter. Stories. I agree. I think Joe Kelly did the best, in my opinion. Okay. Truly made me love Martian Manhunter.
2: I loved Martian Manhunter before. I that. was
1: fine with him before that, but he, Joe Kelly whew, made me love him. Okay. Back to our Google Mail, we got an MP3 from our buddy the Orca talking about weaknesses.
12: Okay. So DeOrca's Orca's real weakness is nipples. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> I don't mean the little sorority girl pencil eraser ones (laughs) you mostly see nowadays. I mean the big, tough ones a chick gets after she's hatched four or five youngins. The ones I can chew on, (laughs) like a dog toy. No. What? Didn't Tim Benson just say that? Jeez, Enoch! I told you I was recording for the pod! (laughs) Shut up! Sorry, that was Enoch. Son of mine. He's... Well, he's slow. So where was I? All right, nipples. I like the flat pot big, too. Like a slab of bologna. Saucer size, you know? All bumpy and dark and... Damn it, Enoch, Is it? Get over here. I don't have to stop. Huh? Give me that. Oh. Ah. Comic book weaknesses. Okay, so like the Green Lantern and yellow, stuff like that? That changes things. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go the different colors of kryptonite. That was cool. Wouldn't mind if they rebirth that, as long as they didn't go all rainbow pride like they did with the lanterns. Because that's my answer. Long and rubbery. Now i got to go turn on Wapner for the kid. <laughs> kiss, kiss, nerds. Cleaner. See, so yeah, it sounds like Enoch was trying to help. Yeah,
2: you yeah, they work at a fundamental misunderstanding of the question.
0: Uh,
2: um, real sorry, everybody. Just real sorry. Uh, you know. Um. Yes, though kryptonite is my favorite. And kryptonite is my favorite. It would have been. It's my answer to the question. Yeah, I agree. Kryptonite, the multicolored versions of kryptonite. That's one thing from the Silver Age that I wish that had stuck around into the modern era. Is that we, the idea it was all
1: over Smallville. I mean, come on, man. Anytime any like so many microwaves, kryptonite, the microwave powers. You keep talking about you shows that don't count. And you could all of a sudden pee, Chris special kryptonite. Uh, you had a little you had a little <laughs> bit of kryptonite in your salad and all yeah. of a
2: sudden you became Amy Adams th- yeah. the fat eating monster. Uh but yeah,
1: You'd think you would become the fluoronic man, but no. Yeah, it's different. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I mixed this green stuff into my salad dressing, and it's...
1: Why wouldn't you you eat kryptonite? You're like, well, this is weird. I'm going to eat that.
2: Uh, I'm sure I'm remembering that right. Um, But yeah, the idea. so the idea behind kryptonite is that, or at least in the Silver Age, was that uh, Krypton exploded, irradiating fragments of the planet, and sending them hurtling throughout the galaxy. This is the best part.
1: So their mom and dad... Went, okay, we're going to send baby super kid to this planet where he's going to be safe. It's way over there. We're going to put him on a rocket ship. Go. Shoots him out into space. He makes it there. Right? Great. Just so happens a shitload of this planet followed him. Well, yeah, you know, and there have been various reasons
2: why, like they've explained, like it, it gets caught in the wake of his harpy drive or whatever, uh, you know, it gets towed along. Sure. Uh, in modern times, kryptonite is very, very rare. Yeah. So what you're describing is not a factor. Right. But, yes, in the Silver Age, kryptonite was everywhere. The Earth
1: was lousy with kryptonite.
2: Right. And uh, so the idea is that these chunks, these these irradiated chunks, and so in their purest form, it's the green kryptonite. Right. uh, That is deadly to kryptonians. But then things would happen to it, like it passed through the heart of a sun or... Uh, flew through a cosmic space cloud or irradiated with cosmic rays. He was rolled up in chicken skin with ricotta. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, And so it would mutate into different forms. And so you had the red kryptonite that caused Superman to mutate into weird forms. Right. Uh, You had um, gold kryptonite, which permanently takes away Kryptonian superpowers forever. Until you get them back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they had white kryptonite, which was only found in the future, the far future.
1: Made you which do the Carlton dance. Was
2: deadly to vegetation. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, there were all these different crazy colors of kryptonite. Uh, some of them were fun. Some of them were goofy. There was one story with a, like a jeweled kryptonite. It was like like a prismatic jewel, uh, and uh, Superman was exposed to it. And suddenly, every time he flew through, uh, he flew past anything flammable, it would explode.
9: Whoa.
2: Yeah. And so he's like, oh, shit. What has happened to me with this? Uh, And it all turned out to be a trick uh, by the Phantom Zone criminals that had basically duped Superman into thinking that this thing was really happening when really they were causing the explosions themselves. Phantom Zone criminals! Yeah. But I love that story. (laughs) It's like, Jewel Kryptonite, yeah, turns Superman into a friggin' bomb. But Who wrote it, that? Uh, I don't know, man. It was like the, it was the 50s or oh, 60s. Okay. So. Okay. Kurt Swan art, though. Fair enough. Track it down. That but was yeah, a Kryptonite. Kryptonite. Good Kryptonite. answer, Orca.
1: There you go. Let's go to Randy Andrews. What do you think Randy Andrews' weakness is? He's got a weakness. What do you think it is? Soundtracks. Soundtracks is weakness? Mm-hmm. No, but he loves them. That's not a weakness. I mean, he gets weak at the knees. Maybe he loves them too much. Oh, that's creepy.
0: Greetings, Joe and Matt. This is Randy Andrews emailing in for the question of the week. This week, you asked us about superhero weaknesses. I'd have to say that the weakness of kryptonite for Superman is probably one of the most common uh, weaknesses that exist for superheroes. We hear of well, just some the one, really, at least other <laughs> kinds of weaknesses that superheroes have. Supergirl. And yet it yeah, keeps okay. coming down to a radioactive piece of rock. Well, I'd have to say, I kind of like it. I know it's very cliche, and it's very simple, but it makes sense. It's radioactive. It's dangerous. So yeah, that's my favorite weakness of a superhero. In other news, my wife and I just got back from a vacation, and one of the highlights that was pretty cool was that we got to see George R.R. R. Martin. Whoa. He was in a restaurant. Really? You know, the same one that we were sitting. Cool. And I, fortunately was able to get a picture of him, which was fun. My wife wouldn't let me talk to him, but that's okay. Oh, come on. So, anyway, <laughs> that's what I got Look, going on. you don't want to bug Hope George R.R. R. Martin week. while he's eating. See you in another. Bye. Randy.
1: Hi, this is George R.R. R. Mountain, and you're listening to The Two-Headed Nerd with Joe and Matt. Come on, man! Look, come on, man! <laughs> this is a blanket! <clears throat> I don't care if he hits you! <laughs> the,
2: I, we've never actually done this, so here we are, stating this for the record for every listener within hearing distance of this podcast. We've
1: done this, haven't we? Haven't no. we shielded for intros?
2: If you are in a situation where you meet a celebrity of any kind. Any kind. I don't care.
1: NBA player. NASCAR driver. The profe- Rock. The Rock. Especially The Rock.
2: <laughs> Steve Urkel. I don't yeah, If care. you are at a comic book convention and you meet 10 comic book creators, please ask them to intro the show. Record a very short voice memo on your phone. Yeah. And email it to Shoot us. Shoot it to us. You'll be a hero. Yeah. You will be. Literal heroes. Oh, here's this. I'm going to put a bounty on it. If you send us intros, you will get a
1: sticker from Two Edded Nerd. There you go. We just got these super sexy vinyl weatherproof stickers. There you go. Huh? So yes, next time, think about that. And if you're a Patreon donor that already deserves one, then you're just doing extra work and we appreciate it. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, man, it's
2: a reward. It's a reward yeah. for different things. Yeah. Uh, if you are eating lunch with George R. R. Martin, not with, but near by, you know what to do.
1: You know what to do. You know what to do. Get him. Put yourself in danger. Convention season is here. That's right. No excuses, kids. Get it done. Randy, thank you for your call. He loves kryptonite.
2: Yeah, we just talked about kryptonite. Yeah, we right. also love kryptonite.
1: I, well, I, I love You kryptonite. do. You do. I'll get into mine in a little bit. All right. Let's go to Jesse Kiefer from the Grawlix podcast. He's got some Iron Fist spoilers.
2: You know what my weakness is? This thing that's about yeah, to yeah, happen. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, if you don't want Iron Fist spoilers, smash your phone, computer, whatever you're listening to the show on now. Throw it in the tub. I just get rid of it.
13: Hello, two-headed nerd. It. It's Jesse from Frolixpodcast.com. Guys, I am sorry it has been a while. This Blinkatron has been on the blink, which, in hindsight, is kind of a terrible name for a machine. The <laughs> Blinkatrons on the blink again, huh? Go figure. Mm. Anyways, question of the week is about weaknesses. Uh, We'll we'll answer the question first. So, Netflix Danny of Iron Fist, because that's what I'm calling him, Netflix Danny. Apparently, his (laughs) weakness is being lied to. That's it. That's his weakness. He gets mad and he can't use the fist anymore. Just, you shouldn't have lied to me and I can't do it. That's a pretty lame weakness. Now, what I want to get into, I know people are probably tired of hearing how bad or good Iron Fist is, depending on what side of the fence you're on, but here it is. I finally drilled down into what my problem with Iron Fist is So I don't know what your spoiler policy is on this show, but I'll just throw out a warning and you guys can decide if. You need to cut me off. I get it. Here's my problem with the new Netflix Iron Fist series. Almost nothing happens. At the beginning of the show, you've got the Meachums in charge of Rand. Okay? At the end, who's in charge of Rand? Oh, guess what? It's the Meachums. At the beginning, (laughs) Danny doesn't have a costume, and he can kind of affect the Iron Fist. At the end, Danny doesn't have a costume, and he can still kind of affect (laughs) the Iron Fist. In fact, as the series went on, he got worse at it, and then he got better again. Nothing changed. (laughs) The Hand, they were secretly a force behind the scenes. There were two factions we didn't know about. Guess what? There's still two factions, and we don't know where they are. They're the same (laughs) two factions with the same two leaders. So what, if anything, happened in this series? One, Danny got laid. Two, Harold Meacham's not around. Three, Kunlun's not around. That's pretty much it. Oh, and Danny got some shoes. That's That's the show. So nothing happened. All right, guys, that's all I got for you. I am sorry that I haven't been around. I have been listening. I have been enjoying the new format. You guys keep up the great work.
1: Okay. I want to go back and re-edit last week's show and just plug in Kiefer's review because it was so much better than ours. Yeah,
2: right. Uh, (laughs) God dang. That was an entertaining call.
1: Yeah. And he spelled it out. My main problem with it was nothing fucking happened. It's boring. You listen to Iron Fist wine for 10 damn episodes. Yeah. Iron Sides doesn't
2: get in any Kung Fu vibes. Seriously, No. Right, it's boring. It's boring. And when he fights, it sucks. Yeah. Sorry. look, It's not cool. People out there that like it, more power to you. I don't get it. It's you're,
1: not good. Yeah, I think you're making excuses. I think you're trying to like it. Mm, yeah, I mean. Because you have to. You I have to try. I wasn't going to go there, but you yes, I agree. You have to try to like this one. I talked to my buddy Chaz that I work with the other day, and he's like, I don't know, I'm kind of having fun with it. And yeah. I was like, you're kind of having fun with right. it? Right. Do you watch any other television shows that you, quote, kind of have fun with because i would argue you could kind of have fun with gotham because it sucks and it's funny to laugh at but i'm not gonna fucking watch it <laughs> that show's terrible like,
2: and i used to be that person i used to be the guy oh, that's yeah. like you know what i like green lantern had a lot going for it
1: yeah you know okay uh, another guy i work with marcus he's nerd and like forces himself to watch legends of the dc you know whatever the what's it called
2: Legends of Tomorrow, which Legends is a good Tomorrow. show. No, Sorry. it is not. Yes, and it is. And he's like,
1: I fully admit Legends of Tomorrow is not a good show. But it's
2: fun. It, it's but legitimately fun. Like, it's not like guilty fun or. He was saying, you know, here's like, where I'm going. I enjoy he it. He
1: was saying it is not a good show in a different way than Iron Fist is not. Yes, a good show. exactly. Whereas like Legends is aware of what it's doing. Right. And they pretty much have the tone of the characters down. And Netflix is made by a bunch of people that went, okay, wait, karate guy. Got his powers in like another dimension or something. White. Got it. Don't tell me anymore. (laughs) Oh, it was an Asian girl. Okay, good. That'll shut everybody up.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Listen, we did this last week. We've done this. We're not gonna. But yes, Jesse, you nailed it. You nailed it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, like you, you've said you said some things that I have not gotten to yet in the show about the the two uh, hand factions. I don't even give a shit. Yeah. I don't care. And
1: we don't need that in Iron Fist background. You don't need it.
2: You don't need it. Well, I mean, we. I already. I already said last week that I don't mind the hand being behind the scenes because the hand is what they have. I don't mind the in hand the Marvel being behind the scenes.
1: Humor. I don't need it being a part of like the prophecy of Danny Rand. You no, know? they're like,
2: not in the prophecy.
1: They're yeah, the he, villain. He, well, I'm saying he is. Group is sworn to fight the hand.
2: Oh yes, he is the Dumb. Sworn enemy of the Don't
1: hand. need that. You should be fighting uh, all bad things. Nah, I you don't know, mind that. I any don't mind bad that. martial arts that pops up. That's what you fight. Whatever, regardless. Done with this. <laughs> but only bad martial arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You only fight
2: bad martial arts. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean they. they. He's boxed into that. They're like, whoa. Sorry.
2: Oh, shit, Galactus is yeah. here. Dr. Well, Octopus, not my I mean, problem. Call me
1: if he puts <laughs> on his karate gi. Magneto? What, is he breaking boards otherwise? Not interested. <laughs> Let's go to Dexter Roberts. He left us an MP3.
5: Hey, Joe and Matt. Uh, Dexter here, calling from London. Very quietly. My answer for the question of the week, and my favorite superhero weakness is that of a Russian superhero called Vasily Voishkin, a.k.a. Love Sausage, From Garth Ennis Du Bois That was the best line of the series for me Which is Big titties are his kryptonite (laughs) Or him and he were chasing some villains through a strip club Um, (laughs) Makes me wonder how he ever survived in that world Because I'm not quite sure how he would have done Facing up against the likes of uh, Power Girl or Starfire Yeah, he'd be screwed Destroy (laughs) him Probably a good way for him to go Anyway, that's my uh, answer of the week. Hope you guys are okay. Staying safe.
1: And take care. Bye. Dexter, good to hear from you. Brings up Love Sausage.
2: (laughs) (laughs) From the boys. (laughs) I mean, hey.
1: Ladies, correct. Love Sausage had a a problem with large breasts.
2: I'm a red-blooded American man. You know. I just,
1: I I can sympathize. No. I I guess. It was debilitating for Love Sausage.
2: Oh, well, I mean,
1: I'm... Like, he could not do his job. I can function in society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like I fall over on the street. <laughs> like, crash my car. Right? right. Like, oh, my God. Did you see those? <laughs> yeah, Love Sausage had a real issue with them. Like, his name is
2: Love Sausage? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it a reference to his dick?
1: No, I'm sure he's talking about brown Schwab. Well, but what's yeah. his
2: deal, right? He's a hero. He's a superhero, right? But
1: he's like a sex addict, too. <laughs> okay.
2: So, what's his shtick? What's why is his name Love Sausage? Well, let's
1: look him up. Let's see why. I don't recall. I remember reading him. Love Sausage. Don't just Google
2: Love Sausage. Are you out
1: of your mind? That is how you find some of the best stuff on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yep. Big fat Soviet pervert with a gigantic. Gigantic dong. Uh, <laughs> and of course his pants are a little too tight. So that outline, let's just say he was packing something different in his pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, I think that boy walks crooked. Yeah. I think it was sort of like a nickname that was given to him. Okay. You know, sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. So there you go. Hello caller. You are on live THN cover to cover. I'm going to pretend like, I don't know who it is. Who this
6: uh, hey, this is uh, Aquaman superfan Patrick.
1: Number one yeah. Aquaman Superman fan. <laughs> I said Superman oh, fan. I meant to say superfan. sorry.
2: Uh, completely unrelated, well, sort of related, or else I wouldn't bring it up, but I started getting caught up on Aquaman Rebirth uh, this morning, and it's pretty great. Good.
1: It is great. Yeah. It's good time. Yeah. Dan Abnett, killing it.
2: But that's time. not why you called. That's not why
1: you called. What do you want to talk about, Patrick? Uh, I, I called
6: because I was told I had to
1: call. Um, sort of, and I always do what I'm told. So <laughs> here I am. Did you watch the Justice League trailer? Um, you know,
6: I just watched it. Okay. Um, I almost missed it. I, I didn't. I didn't catch the. Uh, advertisement for the trailer to the advertisement to the trailer. Yes. So it caught me a little unprepared <laughs> right. dropping today.
10: Right.
1: Well, where else uh, would you but, place that other than in the Sweet 16 of the NCAA Marsh Madness tournament? Because that's where nerds go to get their Justice League advertisement for the trailer. That's where they dropped the trailer? Yeah. No, they dropped all the little micro-trailers. This weekend. Yeah. You know,
6: watch I must this. have... Uh, I must have gone and take a shit at that time as I was watching the NCAA like I always do.
1: <laughs> so what did you
2: think? Yeah, Gon- I mean, we got our... I- f- Gonzaga? We got our first I can look. name a team.
6: Uh, so, yeah, I watched the trailer. And, you know, even, even when I watched the trailer for the other shitty DC movies, uh, even like Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman, like watching the trailer, or, or in the Wonder Woman... Watching the trailer, knowing that I, the movie was going to be bad, at least the trailer, I could have part, parts where I was like, ah, eh, that looks kind of cool. Yeah. That could part could be fun. Yeah. The Justice League trailer, I felt nothing.
1: I'm like, with you
6: 100%. I felt everything nothing. was awful. Like, I don't care. This-
1: you know what it looked like to me? It all looked like the final fight in Batman v Superman Dawn of Murder, where it was just like, okay, we've got this soundstage rented out for three and a half hours. Let's go nuts and just smear effects all over the place so this fight looks cool, right? You know, like, no matter where they were, it did not look like they were on Earth. It looked like they were in a video game. It looks like they're playing Injustice 2. I mean, I just... Yeah,
4: I'd rather do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, this looked like... at least then you're controlling it. (laughs) Right. This looked like the introduction to the best dc fighting game you've ever played but other than that you go into injustice knowing the story is going to be pretty dumb
7: (laughs) you know yeah well there
6: was there was absolutely nothing interesting about it like nothing i agree like all the parts were supposed to be uh like the batman in the flash like i'm going to throw the whatever at him i'm going to catch it and then the flash was just stupid can i keep this i need friends this is
1: dumb. Yeah. This is dumb. Well, and also you've got this faceless army of parademons who they're obviously introducing as the bad guys. So, again, no stakes whatsoever. You can show Batman well, murdering I mean, the hell out of people. Darkseid is the villain. Darkseid is the villain, but yeah. we're going to get a massive army of parademons. We're not going to get an interesting you know, like group of villains coming after the Justice League or something. And I get it. Batman's like, there's... Uh, an invasion coming or whatever, and uh, it's going to be a bunch of bug men that I can shoot with 50 caliber machine guns, you know? Yeah,
6: just killing fodder the entire time. That's not interesting.
1: That's all it's going to be, is it Justice League punching nameless, faceless villains, and then they're going to go, oh, now, here's a twist. It's actually Darkseid. To be fair. Which is just like the Marvel cosmic villain, Thanos, that showed up, you know? To be fair, you have just described the Avengers movie. Yeah, no, I mean I agree that the first Avengers movie was soft on plot. It definitely was. They punched a bunch of insects, but they also did it in a lighthearted fashion. Sure, in a, in a charming way. And you had Loki there. You right. had Loki there as a bad guy that we recognize, that we like, that we enjoy on screen. I don't think you're gonna get anything like that in this. Like,
2: I find it hard no, to I, I, it. I find it hard to believe that Darkseid will show up and have charisma. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh no. Yeah. Um and yeah, so I agree. And even if you know, I've read these these defenses or these uh, reactionary statements that have come out from people working on the film that are like, oh, don't worry, Justice League's going to be all about being heroic and full of heart. And it's going to be lighthearted and way less dour than than Superman v. Batman and Man of Steel. I'm like, OK, well, you're saying that. And yet like you went into your Photoshop filters or your After Effects filters and turned the saturation knobs all the way to zero. Right. So (laughs) like the Flash, who's wearing bright red just looks like a colorless blur.
1: Right. And his costume sucks. Right. That costume sucks. They're so bad. God, it's dumb. They're they're so over-designed. Well, here, talk about Aquaman. You're an Aquaman guy. What did you think of hearing Aquaman talk for the first first time? Well,
6: first, to come on on something Joe said about, you know, they're saying they want to be lighthearted and it's going to be fun and funny. I could see what they were going for in the trailer because there are more lighthearted sort of jokes. Right. But the problem was the jokes were all bad. Yeah. Like, you can't just put jokes. Do right. we got jokes, but they're shitty jokes. Not right. to mention, Everyone right, oh, cares.
1: and when I think of humor coming from one of my Justice League characters, fuck yeah, it's Aquaman. Uh, it's, You're like, that guy's always yeah, well, just or, a yeah, laugh riot, you yeah. know? Like, what are you, kidding me? Come on. I mean, if anything, Wally West yeah. should be your, you know, your comic intervention yeah, here. Yeah, make Wally the Flash. Right. You know, and let him joke like, the right. whole time. God.
6: And, yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. Batman with that that closing line with Aquaman talking to fish, it, like I, yeah, like I'm and, over it. And I get every, it. That
1: every DC trailer has to start with, you know, like that like deep bass, <laughs> like everything is terrifying and awful. Yeah, you know, like, okay.
2: Now I will say <laughs> this: I did feel a twinge of excitement seeing all of the characters together, but. I mean I know that that's I mean, I did like, not feel that I know I that that's either. just like like a chemical response in my brain, not like an actual critical
1: observation. Well, yeah.
2: And I think they're banking
1: on that. I think right. DC is banking like right. please, like, please, please. A,
2: I'm just so thrilled to have all these right. characters running around together on screen together at the same time that I don't care what they're doing or saying or
1: murdering. The problem lies in the fact that But if it's awful Marvel's already done this. It. Right. Marvel beat you to the punch with putting all these characters on the screen at the same time. Now you need to do something different and better if you want us to talk about it, you have to. And for example, when you talked about iron fist, Marvel has already set up all these, uh, these shows on Netflix that worked really well. And then they tried to just like, Oh, let's go with the same formula and stick it on iron fist. Eh, Didn't really work. Fell flat. I felt nothing when I watched this. I've already had these good feelings. I do not trust DC (laughs) to do this. I don't like the way everyone's scowling. I don't like Batman still shooting people. The only one who looks even remotely interesting in this to me is Wonder Woman. Even Cyborg I thought looked really dumb. I thought he looked stupid.
6: Yeah, yeah. Like a Wonder Woman is the only looking like saving grace for,
1: of it. Cyborg looks like one of the old school Takara Micro Men. is what he looks
6: like. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get a super good look at him, but like his tech was all like angly and weird. Yeah. I, I don't
2: know. Yeah, where it doesn't actually look like anything. It yeah. just looks like... Yeah, like sharp angles,
1: and so affected that Ryan. like his face, the little face piece in there, looks like the fake part. <laughs> you know, like the dude yeah, in his yeah. real. Face. Yes, the dude <laughs> looks like the fake part. You know,
2: <laughs> like I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to go so far as to say that I'm rooting for them to fail, because I would love these movies to be
1: good. I would too.
2: I, I want Wonder Woman to be good, but but I I also want DC to recognize that this this direction is not working right and, and you, the more movies we get from this same uh era of garbage right the longer it's going to be before somebody with a brain in their head is going to go you know what that's not what dc is
1: well we keep looking at the trailers and right. people go, well it's just the trailer guys it's just the trailer i know the trailer looks dark i know the trailer looks whatever but just wait just wait just wait and then we go to the movie and it is exactly what it's the, the trailer <laughs> told us was going to be it's dark it's mean, it's got jokes that fall flat because they're trying to lighten things a little bit, and I'm sorry, Suicide Squad was not funny at all. There was no humor in it. It was not funny, it sucked, period. This looks like a mess, and a rushed <laughs> mess. This is coming out in fucking November. Yeah. I can't believe that. I they, cannot they believe that. They kicked it into high gear. And boy, you want to spoil it? Superman's going to show up, show us Lois Lane's in the movie. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder what happens next.
2: Well, we all knew that Superman was going to uh-huh. show up.
1: Of course. But I mean, like, come he's going to come back from the dead, just but like sure. Jesus
2: and save everybody from but dark side.
1: Don't give us any clues. Don't give us any clues. So at least there's somewhat of a surprise or something. I don't know.
2: We're going to well,
6: get red and blue energy. Superman at the end of the, as the teaser. I would
1: be thrilled. They're both going to fly a dark side and punch him on either side of the head and pop his eyes out in the <laughs> end. And they're like dark side murder explosion. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Patrick, thank you for your call. We appreciate it, buddy. Yep. Yeah. No problem. Have a good one, guys. See you, buddy. So we talked to everybody else about their, their favorite weaknesses. I'm going to go into mine. I'm just going to go into mine Okay. while we're waiting here. Mine is also Superman-related, but it's not kryptonite. It's magic. Yeah. I loved Superman's weakness to magic. Totally. Because it's just this weird thing, and there's not a lot of explanation for it. They explain the hell out of kryptonite. We, and we, it, it, but the, the
2: reason I like super, the, the Superman's weakness to magic is like, it's like Superman, it's like saying Superman is vulnerable is invulnerable to everything except bullets. Right. Everyone's vulnerable to magic. Sure. It's just Superman's not invulnerable to it.
1: Right. I just it's, think it's not like magic kills him or he gets around right. magic and it makes him sweat and throw up.
2: But like if Zatanna casts a spell on him, it yeah. works. He's not immune to it.
1: Uh, there's a scene where I think this was also Joe Kelly's Justice League, where all the No, I think it was Mark Wade, where they were fighting all the Dijins, all the magic genies. That's Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison? Okay. And Billy Batson and Superman. Superman's like, come on, Billy, we got to go take care of this thing. And Billy Batson was like, "Yeah, all right, let's do it. And turns and punches Superman unconscious. (laughs) I don't like that. And then flies away and he's like, oh, God, I feel like such a jerk. He's like, I just knocked Superman out. But he also (laughs) knew, I can't take Superman to a fight with a bunch of magic genies. They're going to kick his ass. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I actually don't like that scene because I've,
2: okay, I've thought about this a lot. And I've gotten in arguments with it or with Dave over it. Okay. Billy Batson, uh, Captain Marvel is empowered by magic. Yeah. But when he's Captain Marvel, uh, you know, he's just super strong. He's super strong. He can fly. He's hey, vulnerable.
1: I, I see where you're going.
2: Here. I think if you like, it's not like his punches are more effective because they are powered by magic. It's like, I think if you got hit with Thor's hammer, that would
1: be different. Cause it's crackling with magical energy. See, I'm saying it's still magic strength, dude. I'm saying all his powers are still magic based. I mean he is a magic character. The wizard gave him the powers.
2: That would be like saying if like if if Shazam stuck his foot out and tripped Superman on his way to the toilet, Superman wouldn't be like whoop whoop and fly over it
1: because it's a magical foot. I, I just I don't buy it. No, but if he did like a magic tripping thing, whatever, maybe a magic I, tripping I, I don't thing match. What what I'm saying is Shazam is like a magic battery powered by magic all his powers are magic
2: if he's like like if they're showing him like constantly like crackling with lightning they kind of are then that's a little different to me it's like okay that's a different interpretation but if it's just like the traditional i said a
1: magic word and now i have been replaced with a super strong adult i'm saying he's still magic still counts okay so what about in kingdom come where he's hitting him with a lightning bolt?
2: He's hitting him with the
1: lightning bolts. Yeah, it's magic lightning.
2: Yeah, that's different. He's actually hitting him with magical bolts of energy.
1: All right. I mean, see, yeah, because I was fine with that. I just know. I thought, I I would argue... I,
2: mine is a weird semantic
1: problem that only you. a comic book continuity freak would worry about.
2: It's a cool scene in that Justice League I'm story. saying Captain
1: Marvel is just like living embodiment magic. It just it makes him like a Superman-type character, whereas Superman is powered by the sun, but we don't necessarily think of him as like...
2: But Superman's punches solar are battery, right? Superman's punches aren't hot. You
1: well, know what I'm sure. saying? Like, no, I got you there. But I don't know. I think he's still magic. I think it counts.
2: That's fine. I, I love Superman. Cool, it's a cool scene.
1: Yeah, I love Superman's weakness to magic. And like you said, it's not necessarily a, a weakness so much as it's because everyone—it's a lack of invulnerability. Yes, right? it's like, cool. Yeah, unlike
2: Kryptonite, where if there's Kryptonite in the room, he he gets the vapors. Right. If if you hit him with some
1: magic, he's gonna feel it. Right. Well, kids, the phones have stopped flying off of the uh, hook, so I think it's time to call it for another THN Cover to Cover. A lot of fun was had today. Yes. Love talking
2: comic book weaknesses. Uh, Jesse's Iron Fist review almost made me fall out of my chair. I
1: would say the definitive Iron Fist review. Yep. Right there. Yep, and you had to come here to get it.
2: Uh, I'm really sad that I didn't have more time to talk about Mass Effect. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into
1: that in your Mass Effect cast. Ah, uh, man! Look, it's good. It's just not the same. Why don't you write an editorial for our website? I'm really it. enjoying it. It's just not the same. Write an editorial about it. Defend it. Let's hear. Let's hear it, Joe Patrick. Eight out of ten. Get on our website and write about it. If <laughs> people want to know, I'm playing as a lady. <laughs> Yeah, I was a little bummed that I can't bring back Ray-Ray Shepard, but I guess Ray-Ray's dead. You know, Ray-Ray served his purpose yeah, in the last game. Yeah, this is game. not Ray-Ray's story. Yeah, so I might have to start like a descendant, like K.K. Shepard or something. And play That's
2: it. not how it works. That's, the timeline does not match up. Well,
1: you know, I could force it. I don't care. <laughs> okay. <You know? laughs>
2: no, like your, your character is definitely either Sarah or Scott Ryder. Right. You are one of two characters. You can't change the name? No. And make your own character? Because you're a part of a family. You are... Oh, that's BS. You can change your first
1: name, but you can't be a totally different person. No. Like you can change your face and you stuff, You can be too. Ray Ray Ryder. You can make yourself look like anything you want, right? Yes, okay. absolutely. Good. Downloading okay. it and starting tonight.
2: Get that nightmare factory there we go. rolling.
1: All right. <laughs> Joe Patrick, next week on the show, though, like we discussed earlier with Tim Benson, Phil Hester is going to be here making a... Well, I was going to say a rare out appearance, but we have him on all the goddamn time. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. <laughs> He's going to be talking about the wretch. We're going to review his book. Hopefully we don't trash it before we interview him. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Tune in to find maybe, out. Maybe it doesn't hold up as well as we remember. I don't uh, know. You may
2: recall we were already speaking pretty highly of it earlier in this yes. episode. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'll be fun when we're playing. Take a look. It's in a book and Ask a Nerd. Next week on the show. Be sure to call us with your thoughts, your feelings. Leave us an MP3. In the meantime, the phone lines are always up. No matter what time of day or night it is, you can always email us an MP3. Like we said, keep it south of two minutes. we got to share the air. Thank you to everyone that called in today. Thank you to everyone that supports this show on both PayPal and Patreon. Uh, I talked about it a little bit earlier. We got our stickers. We're going to start mailing those out this week. Joe Patrick's going to start working on his drawings that he owes some of you guys. And there is some t-shirt news coming down the oh. pipe.
2: Oh, speaking of Patreon rewards, you guys need to check your messages. Yeah. I've sent multiple messages. We're trying to talk about this book club. Come on, guys. You know uh, who you well, are. Well, we did that mainly on the forums, and we did get some responses. Right. But... Like, make sure you're checking your Patreon messages. I thought that it automatically sent you an email. Maybe it doesn't, but...
1: I think you choose whether or not you want to receive those emails. If you
2: are due a donor reward, I may have emailed you about it, especially if you are one of the people that are getting a sketch.
1: Speak up, suckers. We owe you some swag. So,
2: yeah. We want to hear from you. We want to know things. The book club tier and above, we want to get that rolling as well. Uh, Drunk Nerds Guide to Previews. We've had two successful deployments.
1: They're fun. They are. They are a lot of fun, and that's the only place you can hear us drinking and podcasting now. We used to do it every week on the on the answer of the week.
2: Yeah, I know. Now we record too early. We record cover to cover way too early to drink.
1: What is too early? Definition of day drinking is drinking during the day
2: i mean it's late morning somewhere right
1: (laughs) (laughs) thanks again to everybody that called i can't wait to talk to you guys again next time we've already told you what's going on the show next week tune in and hey tell a friend not everybody knows that the internet is full of radio shows that talk exactly about the nerd stuff that you want to talk about well we're just one corner of that so if you like it tell a friend you could use your help but for now
2: no hold on breaking news before we go
1: oh boy we have one
2: final caller oh we do it's short and it's sweet, and it's Bobby from Florida. Bobby from Florida? He's got something to say.
3: What? Hey, guys, it's uh, Bobby calling from Florida. Uh, I didn't really know what to call him, so I'll just say there's a cover for the new Thor movie where he has short hair. And I was going to say how stupid that is. Well, catch you later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave Bob we'll leave you with Bobby's thoughts on Thor with short hair. Uh, yeah, I wonder if you they're know. gonna try and like introduce like him having a secret identity or something.
2: No, I think he's on Planet Hulk or whatever their equivalent is. I and I bet
1: you they like They just cut his hair.
2: Yeah, they I bet you they did it. I wonder him. if he's like
1: Samson. He
2: loses his power. Mm, that no. would suck. No, he's not.
1: But I you know, I think Thor with short hair is stupid, but I also think Hemsworth's a good-looking guy, no matter what hair <laughs> he's he got. Uh,
2: glosses <laughs> over a lot of sins.
1: <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bobby. Good to talk to you, man. We got to get out of here. For now, kids, this is the Two-Headed Nerd. Signing off.